Thank you. Please be seated. It's so good to be here, and we love our friendship to your pastors and to this church. It's amazing to be here. We arrived yesterday afternoon after 30 hours of traveling, and I feel really jet-lagged this night, this morning. I don't know <laughs> what it is, um, but it's good to be here. Sorry you have to put up with a German accent tonight. Um, 24 years we pastored for two years in, in, in London um, as an associate pastor, and one, um, one day I spoke about the joke of the Lord instead of the yoke of the Lord. Um, in Germany, the word for drowning and getting drunk is very similar, and in my preaching, the soldiers of Egypt, they all got drunk in the Red Sea, so, um, so maybe it's the German Bible, maybe it's the German accent, but maybe it's just my English, I don't know, but hopefully God will say something tonight. Um, I didn't want to speak about football, um, just a little. Uh, my message is called In Between. Because I've, I believe many times um, we're in between. As Germans, we normally always in between winning the World Cup. Um, right now, it's a little bit different. It's like you Kiwis, you're always in between win, winning the, the Rugby World Cup, right? Um, but but, but the, the, the World Cup is it's over really quick. It's only six weeks or four or five weeks, and, and then you have to wait another four years. Is it the World Cup four years? Rugby as well? You have to wait another four years, so, so the time in between is very long sometimes. And it's, it's, it's like in the Bible, we can read many stories about, um, about people, and, and, and you hear a long story. This morning we looked in a story, and, 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 and the time in between is very long. And, and sometimes we, or our life is in between, in between reality where we're right now, and in be between the dream where we want to go. It's... We have a dream like Joseph, he had a dream, but the story about Joseph and the Bible, there's a story in between, is very long. The arrival, the actual dream is really short. And you can see many stories in the Bible, in between is very important. We're in between the promise and the first steps we take. We're in between the start and the goal. Think about the disciples, they were in between all the time, in between Easter Good Friday and Sunday, between Easter and Pentecost, after Pentecost, between Pentecost, and Jesus said, I will come again. It's, it's, it was always in between. And sometimes we focus so much on reaching the goal that we forget that in between is the most important time of our life. If we spend so much time in between, we should make in between the best time of our life. And so many people looking for, oh, when I reach the goal, then my life will start. When I reach that, then everything will be okay. Now, actually, it's in between our life. It will always, in, we will always in between. So if in between is such a long time in our life, it's, it's such an important time, we need to make in between the best time of our life. And tonight, I want to speak about, to help you a little bit to make in between the best time of our life. Let's go to John 11 and read a story. And I love the story. It's, it's the resurrection of Lazarus. And I will try to read it in English. Oh, do you want to hear it in German? Ah, <laughs> no. no. 
Then when Mary came where Jesus was, he saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have died, would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in his spirit and was troubled. Then he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept him from dying? Then Jesus again groaned in, in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone laid against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who, who were, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, stench, for he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you will always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, by I say this, that they may believe that you have sent me. Now when he ha had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had come up. Then he who had died came out bound, hands and foot with grave clothes, and the face was wrapped with clothes. Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. God, we just pray that you will bless your word tonight. In the name of Jesus, amen. Here in the beginning it says, When Mary came where Jesus was. I believe this is so important when we go through stuff in our life. When we're in between, in between the promise, what God has promised us, in between the, where we are right now, and we see on one side, we see the dream, we see, we see where God wants us, and on the other side, we, we are, it, we, need to, we, we need to be there, we need to go there where Jesus is. And Mary and Martha, they came to Jesus. They saw Jesus is coming, but they were running to Jesus. I have found, I have recognized in my life, but many times in, in church life, that whenever we face problems, whenever we face a difficult period, the first step we do is not running to Jesus, but actually taking a step backwards. So many people say, oh, I go through a really difficult time, therefore I'm not coming to church right now. How stupid is that? I go through a really difficult time, so I'm not praying. I don't have relationship with God. That's really stupid, isn't it? Come on, if we go through a difficult time, if we're in between, if we're in between where we are and where God wants us to be, then we should do the same as Mary and Martha. We should run to Jesus. We should say, we should say I want to be where Jesus is. If he goes through a problem, if he goes through health issues, if he goes through issues in our life, we should say, I'm running to church. It's the best place to be. But instead, many times people take a step backwards. But Mary, we see, and I, I love the sentence, then when Mary came where Jesus was. And I think God looks sometimes into my life and then he says, oh, at last, now, now Jürgen is coming where I am. 
You know, many times we try to get Jesus into our world. We say, Jesus, come into my world. Jesus, come to me. Jesus, do this for me. But it's not about, it's coming to Jesus. It's running to Jesus. Maybe tonight is the night where you can just say, I decide I want to be where Jesus is. So many times we, we're just waiting, Jesus, please come, come to me, come to me. Maybe it's time tonight to say, okay, Jesus, I want to be where you are. I want to run where you are. I'm, I'm, I'm running. I'm looking for you. I'm, 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 not, I'm not taking a step backwards. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not coming to a small group anymore. I'm not saying I'm not coming to youth group anymore. I'm not saying I'm not coming to Sunday service anymore. I'm not saying I'm not serving anymore. But Jesus, I'm running. I'm running. And I'm looking for where you are. Then when Mary came where Jesus was... In between, in between, when we are in between where we are and where God wants us to be, it's a great danger is we forget the promise of God. So many times when, when struggle, when problems in our lives are, we forget, what, we forget what Jesus has actually promised us. Martha and Mary had a promise. Some verses before, in verse 4, John 11 verse 4, when Jesus heard that he said the sick, um, heard that, so there were messengers coming to Jesus, telling about Lazarus, his friend, was sick. And, and Jesus said, the sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. So they had a promise. Martha and Mary had a promise. A promise from Jesus. A promise from God. But then su suddenly or something is happening in between. And the first thing they did, they throw away the promise. This is what happens in between. Whenever struggle comes into our life, problems, sickness, financial crisis, relationship crisis, the first thing we throw away is a promise God has given us. God, did you really say is it still true? Do you really mean it? Maybe it was me. Maybe it was not God. Maybe, maybe it was just my, my vision. It was not. And both Mary and Martha, they, they throw away the promise. But I want to tell you, and I want to prophesy over your life, God's purpose, there's a purpose of God in every situation. There's a purpose of God in every situation. Even though Lazarus died, there was still a purpose. The promise was still alive. Sometimes in our life we go through difficult periods, we go through crisis, we go through all kinds of issues in our life, but there's still a purpose. There's still a promise. And sometimes we need to resurrect, we need to, we need to prophesy again and say, God, I still believe in the promise. I still believe in your purpose in my life. In Jeremiah 29, 11, and, and probably you know the verse, For I know the thought that, that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. 
Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. James 1, 2-4, we read it this morning. My brethren, count it for joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. You know, God wants us to be complete. He wants us to be perfect. He wants us to be lacking nothing. He wants, he wants us to have everything in that sense. But sometimes in between, when things are really difficult... We forget the purpose. We forget the promise. And tonight I want to speak into your life. I want to prophesy over you. I want to say, I will say it to you. I, I speak from heaven to you. There's purpose in your life. There's a promise in your life. When we're in between, and I will tell you some stories in a moment from our life. When we're in between... Many times we ask the question of guilt. Why? Mary and Martha had the promise, right? Jesus promised them. But when Lazarus died, they were both running to Jesus. First the one sister, then the other. And both say to Jesus, if you would have been here, this would not have been happening. What, what, are the, what is it what they're saying, really? They're saying, Jesus, it's your fault. Come on, how many times have you said that to God? God, it's your fault. You could have saved me. You could have done something before. You could have warned me. You could have... Jesus, it's your fault. When we planted the church in Berlin, we, we moved that nine years ago, and we, we started eight years ago. Um, the first years, it, it was really difficult. We, we went through all kind of things in our life. It was um, um, depression. We, we really had financial difficulties. It, it was really, really difficult. We had problems with schools, with our kids, and it, it, felt, it felt like hell. It really felt like and. And I was, I was angry with God. So now we moved. We, we left our house we had before. And um, we, I sold my motorbike. And, and we, we really put everything on, 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 on this one thing, planting the church in Berlin on our dreams. And, and it, it, it went crazy. And I was angry with God. I said, God, it's your fault. Why? And then I was reading this story. And one morning in my office, I felt God clearly speaking to me. It's not your fault, Jürgen. It's not your fault. This is what I want you to go through all this. Because as when you heard my message this morning, because I want to make you. I want to not just give you something. I want to make you. I want to do something. In between is very important. The in-between, is, it's, it's, it's a period where God is, is, is molding us. He's, he's doing stuff in our hearts. He's, he's changing our character. And God really spoke to me. And in my office, I nailed, nailed down on, kneeled, kneeled so it's jet lag. Kneeled down on my, on my knees, on my feet, whatever. 
And I say, God, I'm sorry. I will not blame you anymore. And I say, thank you. Thank you for the time. I don't understand it. I don't like it. But God, I ask you to make me, to make me and, and, and to change me. Short time afterwards, we, we, we really had financial issues. We, um, after two or three years, we moved, into, we moved into, um, into a building on the fourth floor, and we, we had to pay a lot of money. We had to pay 8,000 euro a month, and we, in the beginning, we were, we were really um, a few people, and we, um, after some time, we were, we were owning... Um, or we were behind 40,000 New Zealand dollars in our rent. And our landlord was um, not really happy, amused. <laughs> and, and, and this just happened before then. And, and, and I, I, felt, I felt, God, what? And say, okay, it's not my fault. It's, I'm not guilty, God. I'm, 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 I'm just I'm praying, do your miracle. And, and, and then we had this meeting and, I prayed God for forgiveness and said, God, do your miracle, do whatever you want to do. And, and the landlord, they said, they want to have a meeting in my office. And in Germany, we have like a devotional book from the Lutheran church. And normally, it's, it's not my um, way of reading um, my Bible. But, but I, felt a, I felt the Holy Spirit speaking to me, read the verse for the day before you have the meeting. And the verse for the day... Um, before I had the meeting, was in, from Isaiah 42. It says, Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that, that her heart service has been completed and that her sins has been paid for. And 2 Corinthians 6.2, In an acceptance times I have heard you, and the day of salvation I have helped you. So that was the verse for the day. And I thought, that's good. I take that for the meeting. So we had the meeting in the office. And then again, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I don't have this experience um, very often in such a clear voice, but it was very clear. I want you to read these verses loud in the meeting. So I felt, okay. Um, I was arguing with God. You know, it's, it's a business meeting. It's about reowning money, and uh, it, it felt not really like a good meeting. So we were sitting in the office and said, you know, we are in a church, and would it be okay that I read the verse for the day, to, for the day out of this book? And I was reading these verses, and this man sitting opposite me saying, okay, now we have, now we have set the tone, or the, yeah, the tone for the meeting. The outcome of the meeting was that they gave us 40,000 New Zealand dollars. Just gave it to us. It was awesome. I was, you know, I was, <laughs> I was, I was going out of the meeting, and I did the dance, you know. <laughs> I was like, yes! It was amazing. But you know where it started? It started with saying, God, I'm sorry. It's not my fault. God, you gave us a promise. You know, God, God gives us promise. It doesn't... When God gives us a promise, it doesn't mean we are not going through difficult times. If God gives a promise like he gave to Joseph and saying, you know, you will be the second man of the country. I will exalt you. And, you know, you like, and, and, and when God gives a promise, it's like, wow, it's, it's fantastic. But the in-between, 
brothers and sisters, wrongly accused, put into prison, forgotten in prison. The in-between is not nice. But the in-between is the important part of our life. The in-between is a place where God is changing us, creating us. He's doing something. And in the in-between should not be the phase where we run away and say, oh, I don't want to have anything to do with God. I don't want church anymore. I don't want small group anymore. I don't want this anymore. I don't want to serve anymore. No, it's a time where we run to Jesus. We come where Jesus is and say, Jesus, you have given me a promise. So many times we ask the question of guilt. And I did it and said, I'm guilty. Why have we done this? Why did we move into the building? And I was saying, I have done a mistake. We have done a mistake to move to Berlin. We have done a mistake. And I took the guilt. But Jesus said, no, it's not your fault. John 9, verse 1. Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And the disciple asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents? that he was born blind. The disciples are must someone must be guilty. There must be someone we can blame. If church is not going good, let's blame someone. It must be the pastor. Come, let's blame him. If it's going good, it's God. If it's going bad, it's a pastor. <laughs> Sometimes when we're sick, it goes through problems, struggles financially. Someone we need to blame. What, I, what, what have I done wrong, God? Have you asked the questions? What have I done wrong? Why is this happening? We always ask the question of guilt. Let me say to you tonight, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. The promise is still alive. The promise is still there. Don't take the blame upon, uh, upon you. But be free from, you know, from this accusation. Be free from it. Run to Jesus and say, Jesus, I want to be there where you are. Then Jesus says in the story, he says, take away the stone. Take away the stone. I love the story of Lazarus. What, what an amazing scenery, right? I, I, I would have liked to be there. I've never seen a, resur- a resurrection um, life. I would like to see a resurrection. I've seen many miracles, but I've never seen a dead man come to life. I, w- I would have liked to be there. But sometimes I'm thinking, why did Jesus ask them to roll away the stone? If Jesus can resurrect a dead man to life, he could take away the stone himself. I would rather roll away the stone than pray, you know, more chance to have success. In <laughs> but they had to roll away the stone so that Jesus could do a miracle. Let me ask you tonight, 
What is it you have to roll away that Jesus can do a miracle in your life? What is it you have to take away so that he can do a miracle? Maybe it's a stone of disappointment. Maybe it's a stone of bitterness. Maybe it's a stone of unforgiveness. Maybe it's a stone of pride. A stone of broken relationship. Now sometimes God is challenging us. When we're in between, in between where we are and, and, and the promise and we want to see the miracles, but there's just something in the way. It's, it's a stone. It's, it's a hard condition sometimes. It's not that we are guilty, but something we can do so that God can break through in our life. And I know for me, the miracle God wanted to do with our finance was that I had to roll the stone away of, of taking blame upon myself. Sometimes it's that we are in a relationship and, and we live in unforgiveness and, and we, we, we say, God, I want to see the miracle, I want to see the breakthrough. But we have actually to forgive. Like Joseph had to have forgiveness with his brothers. Sometimes we, we, God is challenging us when, we, when we're in between, when we're in between where we are and, and the promise God, he says, he, he challenges us to roll away the stone. And probably I don't have to prophesy over you. Every one of us knows where the stone is, right? We exactly know. The Holy Spirit speaks to us and we know, yes, this is, this is what I have to do. Sometimes we're holding back. Sometimes we're just holding tight to stuff in our life and we do not want to let go. We exactly know what, what, is, what it means to run to Jesus. And I want to encourage you. Jesus has not forgotten his promise. Jesus is not taken away the promise. It's still alive. But sometimes... Sometimes, before he can break through in our life, we have to roll away some stuff in our life. We just have to make a way for Jesus so that he can break through. I don't know what it is in your life. And then Jesus says, Lazarus, Come forth. Just imagine Lazarus. It says he was still, he was wrapped, hands and feet. Imagine someone comes out of a grave when he still must, it's like the dance Miriam and, and Jan wanted to do it. Like, you know, it's like, and he couldn't see because he was still, you know, he had still had grave clothes around his head. But he was, I'm alive. I'm alive. And it, lo it looks strange, right? <laughs> looks like a rabbit. Or... And I, f I feel many times this, this is the way church looks like. We're alive. 
but it looks a little bit handicapped or because Jesus then said, lose him. Jesus is not just looking for that we become alive, but actually he's looking for that we become free. He's not just looking for a new life in Christ, but he's looking for a free life in Christ. In between... When we, in between where we are right now and the promise, God wants you to run to Jesus. He wants you to not take blame on you or not, not ask a question of guilt why you are here. He wants you to say, Jesus, I'm here. Change me. Make me. Make me the person you, you want me to be. He wants you to, to, to come to him and, and, and really looking towards Jesus. But take a roll away everything what's in the way and give Jesus a chance to free you, to free you. He wants to, he wants to touch your life in such a way that you not only say, thank you, Jesus, for new life, but thank you, Jesus, for freedom. So many Christians, they have a little bit of God. Yes, I know Jesus. Yes, I know He died for my sins. Yes, I have the new life. But I'm still not free. I'm still not really have the breakthrough. I'm, I'm in a way in between, but I feel not free. There's a promise, but I feel bound. I believe, I believe we are we're in a season, we're in a time where God is calling His church to live what is written in the Word of God. So that when people see our lives and say, what you have, this is what I want. Not just that you know where you spend eternity, but I want the life, the in-between you're living. In-between is the best place where we can be. Let me say it to you. In-between is the best place where you can be. It's a place where God is making you. It's a place where God is changing you. It's a place where God speaks to you. It's, it's a place where God renews a promise. It's a place where God strengthens you. It's a place where God speaks to you. It's a place where, where God is again and again restoring the promise in your life. In between, is, it's, it's a place where we live um, day by day and say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Your promise is still true. And I want to say to you, the promise God has given you, the promise He spoke about your life, the promise He has said once, it's, it's still alive believes. He believes in you so much. Tonight, can we stand up for a moment? I feel that, I feel in my spirit that people are here and you feel guilt 
you've gone through stuff in your life. Maybe you've experienced stuff in your life. Maybe in your family, in your finance. Even stuff happened in your life. And you have always said, Jesus is my fault. Jesus, I'm guilty. I believe tonight God wants to free you. He wants to free you up. He wants to be, you to be free. He wants you to be free. He wants you to be, you know, God, it's not my fault. You're in between and you can say, thank you. God, I don't like the place. God, I want, I want to take the next step. But God, I thank you. I thank you that I'm free. Can we close our eyes for a moment? If you feel there's guilt in your life or you take, have taken guilt and you, you have asked maybe the question of guilt, maybe you reach out to heaven right now. Lift your hands to God and I want to pray in a moment that God will take away this burden of our lives. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Jesus, in your name, your name Jesus we thank you for your promise Jesus we thank you for your promise over our lives Jesus and tonight we proclaim and we say it's it's not our fault it's you you came to take away guilt not to put guilt upon us And we say we are free from it in the name of Jesus. God, I, I proclaim freedom for everyone here in the name of Jesus. For every lifted hand, God, we proclaim freedom, freedom in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe there's a stone you know in your life. You have to roll away. Maybe there's something you know. This is, this is my next step. This is what I want to do. Maybe you want to decide tonight. I want to pray for forgiveness. I want to call someone. I want to go to someone. I need to do something right now where you are. Come on. Make it a prayer. Make it a promise. In, in, so that God can hear it and say, God, this is my, my stone. This is, this is my step. And tonight I decide, this is my next step. This is what I want to do. I go from this meeting and this God, I, I roll away this stone in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Pray you will do it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe you feel, you know that you, you know Jesus. You know you're born again. You know your name is written in heaven. But you don't feel free. You feel like, you feel like there's something missing. You, you have a desire. God, I want to experience freedom. Real joy, breakthrough. You feel you're in between. You're in the middle of it. But you, there's a longing for freedom. Can we reach out to heaven right now? Come on, let's pray that freedom will come into our life. The name of Jesus. Maybe some stuff in your life you feel you want to you wanna really experience freedom from. Maybe it's even some addiction, some, some stuff in your family. Some, but you, you feel like, no, God, I want to break through. I want freedom. It's not enough just to know salvation. But I want to experience freedom tonight. Freedom. Freedom. Even freedom from condemnation. Freedom from sin. 
freedom from mistakes, freedom from stuff we have done wrong. But God, is, He came to give us freedom, freedom in the name of Jesus. God, we proclaim your freedom right now. We proclaim your freedom. Jesus, you came to take away shame and guilt. And we, pro we, we prophesy, we proclaim tonight that there's freedom for everyone. No one is excluded. And I feel like some people think, yes, but you don't know my life. You don't know my sin. But I want to pro prophesy over your life. No one is excluded. There's freedom for you tonight. There's freedom. Thank you, Jesus. In this moment, where every eyes closed, the presence of God. Maybe there's a desire in your life. You say, Pastor Jürgen, I'm a lost son. I'm a lost daughter. I've gone my way. I've done my thing. But I have a desire to come back to God. I want to run towards Jesus like Mary did, like Martha did. Jesus, I want to come home. I still remember a meeting like this when I gave my life to Jesus. It's, it changed everything. Tonight, I want to invite you, invite you into the greatest moment of our life. That's the moment of forgiveness. The moment when we know Jesus is running towards us the moment when we feel the arms of the fathers around us when he say everything will be alright Jürgen your sins are forgiven new life, new beginning the Bible says there's only two things we have to do we have to believe with our heart and we have to proclaim it with our mouth and if we do these two things we have the right we have the security we have the We have, the, we have the promise of God that we will be born again and we have new life in Jesus. If you're here tonight and say, Pastor Jürgen, that's me. I want to invite you to say yes to Jesus. The only thing I'm asking you to do is to lift your hand so I can see it. And then Pastor Sheridan will pray a prayer in a moment. But how many, how many people are here say, yes, Pastor Jürgen, it's me. I want to start with Jesus in a new way. I'm a lost son, I'm a lost daughter, and I want to run towards Jesus. I want to say, yes, Jesus, I want to start afresh. Or for the first time in your life, you want to say, Jesus, I need you. I need your help. Right now, every eyes is closed. But if you want to say yes, right now, could you lift your hand? Just look towards me. Jesus, we ask you that in our in-between, in the moment where we, in between where we are right now and, and the promise you have given us, you will help us to hold tight to your promise. God, we, we pray, tonight we pray that you will give us freedom, You will give us life. But God, we, I pray that you will renew the promise in our life. Thank you that your word is true. Thank you that, that, that you will not forsake us. 
you will hold us. And thank you that we will come through and we will have the victory and we give you honor and praise in the name of Jesus. Amen.